0: Hello everyone, welcome, welcome back. My name is Nat and I'm your host for today and literally every other day that you decide to hop into this podcast. Um, So this is the Curiosity Complex and today we are talking about what is a very important subject um, in a lot of people's eyes, especially mine and my guests. Now, um, yeah, so we're going to talk mental health. Um, It's not an easy topic to talk about and um, I'd firstly like to extend a massive, massive thank you um to my guest for coming on and talking about it in um in the way that he did because it really was um really was an incredible chat. Um now, before we get started, as per usual, although we have stopped now clapping on a Thursday evening for the NHS, um their work hasn't stopped, so I'm not gonna stop. Um thank you to everyone that is working, um, everyone that's still a key worker, has been a key worker throughout, um everyone in the NHS, all the delivery drivers, people working in shops and um, the news presenters and the people doing the stats and all of that sort of thing. I really appreciate everyone's work, Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, In terms of this episode, um, I mean, it's a tough one um, from a perspective of what we talk about can be quite tough. Um, But the reason we did it was, as we'll talk about a bit later on, the reason we did it was to try and reach as many people as possible and hopefully help at least one person um and if we help at least one person then we have done our job um for this episode so um if you could possibly share it um at the end if if that's what you you feel like if you feel like it helped you or um, it could help someone else then I do encourage you to share it um because obviously the more people that see it or hear it um the more likely we are to actually help someone possibly get through something they're going through um so without further ado um let's just get straight into it so Kurt, do you
1: want to introduce yourself a little bit oh hello that um yeah so anyone who's who's listened to Nat's cutest complex in the past you might have already seen me on one of the episodes where i talked absolute um horse you know dung yep, about, right. about my life and what's going on but uh, i guess today's the, the the opportunity today is to talk about um an aspect of mental health that I, I guess not a lot of people really sort of broadcast. Um, yeah. From 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 my perspective, anyway, I've got a good amount of well, not a good amount of experience. Who can have a good amount of experience with mental health? But I've had a I've been through a process that's got me to one end that if, if I can share today and, and sort of shed light to anyone else um, about the sort of avenues and and the, and the importance of seeking help and doing things for yourself. And that's a a win-win for for the both of us, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. 100%. I mean, before we started this, we both said, you know, we want this podcast episode to hopefully help lots of people. And even if it just helps one person, then we've achieved what we want to achieve sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I have some bad news for you just to start us off, Kurt. Um, Oh, no. not starting this on a good note, unfortunately. But you have as of today, you've been overtaken as the most listened to two podcast.
1: Oh, Gavin, I so, know it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> it is. So, I'll, I'll give you a bit of silence for that.
1: It's, it's quite all right, really. How long, how long was it we actually did the podcast? Like,
0: On the it must... late September.
1: Oh, uh, yes, that's fine. I've been, I've been reigning champion for a long time. We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back up with this episode. <laughs>
0: exactly. It,
1: obviously, of course, you know, two episodes, you know, you add, you add the views together, of course, yeah, now, yeah, and then the winners, Okay. the one person it's not yeah yeah it's fine so we'll do another podcast next week and the week after that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you adding up things up you've got jake in contention because he's done two now that are both on over 100 so oh shit oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed. Oh. okay um right well let's get it started then um i haven't really thought about how we start this um
1: it's not an easy one to start it's not an easy one to talk about, is it? Um I guess that the, the big the big sort of take home bit about this is mental health is so difficult to talk about and that's the that's the reason why we're 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 sort of trying to discuss little bits of it today.
0: Yeah. So um, the word of the day, I think, um well I don't think I know I know you agree, but the word of the day with this is vulnerability or just vulnerable. Um yeah. so I think yeah, it's one of those things. Mental health is something that we have to put in order to uh, share how we feel. We have to become vulnerable because it's a very personal thing, and it's not often something we'd we'd want to share openly. You know, mm. and wow, when
1: being, being vulnerability, God, that's it's a it's a it's a key word that I, throughout this sort of. So, I guess the point of the, the today is I'm, I'm going to try and give an example of. Of how I went through, um, personally went through my own mental health issues, and 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 what I did, and wh- where I got to, and then what decisions I made to get me into a position where I'm. I'm by no means throughout this. I don't want to sort of bring home that I'm a mental health guru, or you know Neither of us are presenting the issue that we're both sound and and perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: But going through the right avenues and going through the the right nodes has helped me get so many sort of really useful coping mechanisms. Really useful methods that, when things pro- crop up and and when things become an issue for me, I have these methods to sort of bring things back down to earth, and I, I can keep myself under control. And I, you know, it's it, it, it's just you'll you learn a lot through the process of getting out of it that almost helps you stay out of it. Yeah. Later in life, but it's it's about doing these first steps correctly and and really, you know, like you say, you, you've got to you've got to spend some time really at, on yourself to get. To get further, um and being vulnerable is a, is a big part of this this process.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough because being vulnerable, although it's very easy to talk about and to say, mm. actually going out and doing it is so difficult.
1: Oh man, such a big step as well. As soon as someone does that and and actually opens themselves up to, to be vulnerable, you know they should be so proud. It's yeah, a massive it's, step.
0: Oh yeah, um, it's tough, really tough.
1: Mm. But I mean, I guess, I guess the the we will we'll start with with some stats really, because the reason we're here today and the reason we, we're talking about this is because obviously mental health is a massive issue, you know, in the UK and all over the world.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and in current climate, you know, with everything that's going on at the moment, personally, my mental health's been fucking up and down. Every you know, you know within a day it's like a roller coaster ride yeah you you, one moment you'll feel fine you'll read something on the internet you'll look at something else where or you'll just be sad because you're stuck inside and you can't fucking see anyone yeah so your head drops um you know so it's like you say it's it's a it's a it's relevant right now and it's always relevant anyway because people really need to everyone needs to to sort of look after themselves better um i mean obviously within the uk we've got such a huge issue with um male suicide um linked with mental health and in fact it's actually the, it's still the biggest killer of men under the age of 45 within the uk and thankfully obviously you know statistics have lowered and we've got from a, a 15.5 deaths per 100,000 um you know people to an 11.2 deaths per 100,000 people which is, has obviously changed over the last 30 years or so in fact it, the, the last time it was reported was 1981 um, at that, at fifteen point five. So it's been a while, and it's slowly going down. But you, you know, it's, it's it's not good enough, really, is it? No, not we've, all gotta, um, we've all got to, we've all got to sort of look after each other, and especially right now. Um,
0: I guess the the whole male thing is is partly why we're doing this because there is this kind of stigma. Well, there there is definitely a stigma surrounding men talking about being vulnerable or being weak um, oh yeah because because you are if you are struggling with mental health you're not in a position to to you know give off this like bravado and be like oh yeah everything's fine because you know you're not and i think the important thing to stress is it's okay not to be okay mm.
1: i mean there's, there's there's still a lot of people though you you know that i guess the um the bravado thing you know the facade that people can put on people can really can really cover it up and show no emotion and sure no um sign they're not doing okay yeah. so hence hence why it's important for you know for people everywhere even if you're struggling, to continuously reach out to your friends and and keep that com- communication not open um you know because often and I, you know speaking from experience here when you when you're in that spot you don't want to speak to anyone you can't you can't fathom speaking to someone about this internal issue you've got because you've built it up so much it's become such a a parasite on you that you you're absolutely terrified of 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 letting it rear its ugly head and someone else seeing the monster that you've created inside of you. And it's embarrassing. You know, it's you know, like, you know back to the vulnerability point. It's embarrassing to t- to to tell someone that you're not okay and and that let them see right through this 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 facade that yeah. you've you've um, that you've created. Yeah. I
0: think um in terms of taking this forward so someone listening that is is like agreeing with a lot of this stuff and is kind of is struggling with their own mental health but is struggling to get past that barrier of being vulnerable around someone um i'd say to you take small steps and practice it because to bridge the gap between knowing you should do something and then actually doing it um is often something we fall down on and the Mm. only well in my opinion one of the only ways you can actually get through that is to just do it and do it in kind of small steps, and start to build yourself up, so you get more confident with it.
1: Yeah, I totally um, agree with that, Matt. And totally then
0: on, on that note, I think um, in terms of being vulnerable and talking to someone, Kurt, you mentioned communication. Um, so, do you want to kind of go down that road a bit in terms of how? That's- yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the first step for linking it back to myself again. You know, the the first the first point of 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 my journey started with just understanding uh, and really sort of looking at myself objectively and from a position of, of, you know, like a fly on the wall almost, and looking at myself and really understanding, right, are you are you actually all right? You know, you clearly not. you clearly clearly something going on. And within that first, the first steps, I, um, the, you know, the first sort of realization that I was in a bad spot, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea exactly what it was. And every time I got to a point where I was, I wanted to think about it. Everything would be the issue. Doesn't matter what the fuck it was. Doesn't matter who said what. There could be the smallest little aspects that I'd, I'd blame. So for me, it was really important that I I, um, I started to communicate and I started to take these steps. The first person I spoke to was, was you know was someone in my family, was my sister. I started speaking to my friends and and there's this analogy you know um, I like to use analogies that are very visual um, for me personally anyway. So I use this analogy of um, I've got my hands in my pockets. So I'm walking down this corridor, almost like a hotel. Uh, you know, a never-ending corridor with doors on either side. None of them numbered. None of them. You know, there's no there's no lights on this, in this corridor. It's just pitch black, um, and you can see the lights underneath these doorways on either side, shining through because there's obviously someone's put a light on inside those doors. And every time I spoke to someone, or even just even just took a second to say, "I'm really not feeling great today," um, and then that person would listen or ask questions and and then I'd start talking about it and every time I I communicated an issue or I communicated how I felt you know as as vulnerable as I felt and as awful as it was in the time after every session one of these doors in this hallway was absolutely kicked off the hinges and the the light was shining through you know it's an odd it's an odd way for me to think about it but it was it was like a a new perspective that opened up into my into my life into this sort of that I put myself into I had no idea what the fuck was going on in it so the more I spoke to people the more I reached out the more I, you know and obviously this isn't a, a you know a, a step that I took instantly I talked to one person first and then went through the, the sort of different means because talking to your friends talking to your family isn't always easy um, and I found that you know difficult and aspect difficult to, that aspect difficult anyway but yeah communication even just at the start, but obviously it's something that's got to, it's got to keep going throughout your whole journey of mental health. But at the start, it's, it was crucial for me anyway, personally, because of the perspective, like I say, that, and, and the, the new angle that I got on this issue. Because you internalise things so much, don't you, often when, you, when you're on your own and you, uh, you make it into such a, 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 a different thing than it actually originally was. Yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. Yeah. I really liked the imagery you used. I love that. I love that image of the doors being kicked off as soon as you spoke
1: to someone. Yeah, and it really is kicked off. Like the the, yeah. the door flies off, it's the other side of the wall, and eventually, <laughs> and, and you know, towards the end of my journey, I, I ended up having a full corridor that had no darkness in it. Yeah. yeah. You know, as much as, like I said, I, I, I'm not fully brilliant now, and you know, I still have I still have my downfalls. I've got these coping mechanisms and these little methods that have helped me. Yeah.
0: I mean, another one you mentioned was that it's a a little bit earlier. Is that mental health is kind of like a parasite, which yeah. I really, I really like that as well. I think it's fair to say at this point, um, it's important to note to mention. You know, mental health. We talked about men um, uh, earlier, but mental health is everyone has mental health. It's not something that you can just avoid um, or like. Oh no, I don't have that. You know, everyone has mental health. You have bad days. You have good days. Um, you might be struggling some- with something and you probably will struggle with something later on. Um, you know, mental health affects everyone and it's really important, you know, and especially important because some people have really quite bad experiences and some people have quite good experiences and we're not, we're not, you know, or quite minor experiences, if you will. And it's kind of like, we're not trying to take away from anyone. Um, you know, we're not, we're not here to judge. We're not here to, to say, oh yeah, but I was, mine was worse than yours. Therefore I'm better than oh, you. yeah. None of that. That is that's probably the
1: worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah, it's not a competition at the end of the day. And you're like, to reiterate what you were saying, we're not here to to say, well, or the issue is with men, and, and that's the only issue because, it, like you say, everyone's got mental health issues. It doesn't matter where you're from, when you're, you colour your skin, you know, or, or whatever gender you are, um, everyone experiences it. I guess that the reason we've kind of connected it to mental health with men, obviously, both of us identify as, as males. Yeah. Um, but also with with the statistics, it's there's always been a disparity. Um, and, you know, again, linking back to that facade of, or of, well, that, that sort of stigma associated with males, women have always, in my life anyway, I've always experienced women as being emotional and, and, and they can express their the feelings. And it's not, it's not the same for everyone. And not, not, not at all does every woman have that same quality. But historically, that's what we assume. And, you know, quotation marks... Whereas, you know, associated with the male side of things, it's it's just, you know, you've got to be tough, you've got to be a man, you've got to this, that and the other. And and I think there's a big driving force behind this stigma that has, has, has caused such disparity in the statistics. And they speak for themselves, man. In 2018, we had 6,507 deaths uh, within the UK, Yeah. entire United Kingdom. Three quarters of them were all male. Wow. So that's 4.8 thousand of them. Jesus um and whether whether that's because women are, are better at corporate with, with things or you know they're emotionally stronger who knows but if we you know the the, the point of, of today is to talk about it and to try and get it of at least brought to light i guess yeah
0: yeah definitely i mean that, that's also reflected because i've got on my phone here um a list of helplines from mind.org.uk uh, and none of them are specific a lot of them are specific um so Some of them are specific to age, so there's one for under 25s, there's one for under 35s. There's one specifically for males, there's one specifically for students. There's one specifically for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, There's one specifically for people in Wales, but there's nothing specifically for women, uh, which is odd. Um, I'm not sure why I I like that necessarily.
1: No, I don't like that at all.
0: Um, I don't think that's a, a good thing, but it does reflect the stats that you just mentioned, that males are disproportionately more susceptible to having issues
1: um, well yeah i guess it links back to the um the whole issue the whole thing of, of, of well it's 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 very relevant at the moment with, with with black lives matter that's going on the example you see around thrown around is and I, don't, I don't particularly like this example um personally I, I won't get into it but one house is on fire other houses you don't wet all the other houses do you you know, no. I guess I guess the reason yeah. that there is a helpline for males is because this disparity in this issue has, has arisen yeah. um, so clearly. Well, I mean, um, I, mean actually... I guess the... the. I mean, I'd love to, to sort of get your aspect or your idea of why you think um, males specifically struggle or why you personally have struggled in the past being a male. Um, yeah. nah. I think um, there's
0: this kind of, like, toxicity, isn't there? So there's this whole... I personally I personally believe it's based on evolution so from from like the dawn of time the males that get to reproduce are the ones that are the strongest so if you if you're kind of I think that's kind of carried over Uh, so if you're you know it's that kind of thing in the gym like you're you want to be the biggest guy in the gym you want to be the strongest and that's I I personally believe at least that's because that's ingrained in us as as a species to be you know to be the strongest so that we can therefore reproduce and survive. Um, and I think for me at least, it's been, it's been an interesting one because, you know, I played rugby when I was younger and that's a sport where you often, or I used to get told a lot, at least man up and like that. and it's kind of that phrase. Annoys I hate me. that phrase. It annoys me so much. I hate it. So what annoying. is,
1: what is a man? How can you define what um, a man yeah. Like, really, um, truly is it in this day and age? Like, I, you know, I, 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 I don't, I, well, let's not get on the whole um, gender equality and, and, you know, the, the, the biology and, and, and what people identify as. Yeah. But with, you know, the it's just, it, I just don't understand the, the audacity of someone behind it. Like, why would you, what does it mean? What does that mean?
0: It's like the whole men, men don't cry, man. If you see a man crying,
1: man, you know, I cry all the fucking time. I every week, every didn't. week, I, you know, after American football games, I'd be that emotional about the game that we just had and the the experience I've had with my friends and my brothers that I'd cry. Yeah. You know, even if we won, I'd still cry. And, if, you know, I just did it all the time. I just can't you – know, I mean, I guess part of the reason why I took so long and, and had to put the effort into my own journey is because of that reason. I can't hide it. It's yeah. always been something that's at the forefront of my personality, which is – both a curse and a a blessing because it really has pushed me in in the direction of, right, you need to fucking figure yourself out and you need to make sure you're okay. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Which I guess not everyone has the opportunity to do. and Not everyone has to, you know, people can bury their own emotions and can sort of hide them away.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a weird one, but I guess the reason, again, coming back to why we're doing this, is to kind of show people that you can, you're allowed to be vulnerable. There's no rule saying that men can't cry there's no rule no. that some men can't tell other people how they feel and that they can't you know be okay you're allowed to not be okay you're allowed to oh,
1: say yeah. you're not okay um, I mean it's, literally at the end of the day for me personally as well when, when I am in those emotional states and if you don't like it you don't like it but I'm not at the end of the day we, because of the day and age we're in and, and, and you know equality to everyone and the fact that men have to you know eventually start to realise that their own mental health and their own well-being is really important. You you get to a point where you're like, where I'm kind of like now, where yes, I'm upset, yes, I'm emotional. If you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. I don't care what you think. You know, it's not. Yeah. I don't care whether you think that I'm not. I'm am a less of a man than you are because you've no idea what I do and what I you know what I've gone through and and what I do in my spare time or you know how I've figured all this out. Like, if anything, for me, if if you, if, I, if I'm going to call you a man for a reason, I'm going to call you a man for look after yourself and for taking those steps and being vulnerable as fuck to make yourself stronger. Yes. You know, for me anyway. 100%. I
0: love it. You have to make <clears throat> yourself vulnerable. You have to break yourself down in order to get stronger from it.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'd love to go through, um, I guess my, my, my sort of little journey through it, a little journey. I mean, it was over, it was, you know, the best part of a, a year and a half that I, I, I went through all this sort of stuff. Um, at the forefront anyway, but I'd love to go through the examples and just sort of, well, I guess we just, just, just let's just talk about them.
0: I'd love to hear it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for me personally, yes, it started off with, um, just being aware, like I said, originally understanding yourself. I, I didn't recognize that I was in a very bad, bad position or, or, or really sort of, I really sort of, um, dangerous position really uh, until someone pointed it out and that, that was the point when my sister sort of sat me down I, I used to visit her every week and she sat me down saying who, who have you brought today like I was, I was like what do you mean I was like w- which which version of of Kurt have you brought today because I don't know who you are anymore <laughs> and it, it, I, you know even just that first moment of like shit this is the way that I'm feeling is I'm messing with the personality that I am, you know that I have or the person that I am so much that my own sister's you know worried about who I am, or doesn't recognise who I am. Yeah. Um. You know, and it got to a point where actually she she actually asked me a question about whether I wanted to be here anymore, and I couldn't answer. I couldn't say yes or no. Um, because I just didn't think. I just didn't know at the time. I didn't. I, you know, I was like, well, things of that shit. That I'd, maybe it would be better. Maybe it would be easier. And then that was obviously the the sort of the take home, the the, the key sort of first milestone of shit, right? Um. You know, you're not OK. You've yeah. recognised that you're clearly not OK. It's time to do something about it. Um, you know, and that's when I took my sort of first step and first sort of sort of dive into uh, private counselling.
0: Yeah. OK. Um, I I love to talk about this. I think this is really interesting. Um, so you you took a step into counselling and everyone again, there's another stigma surrounding counselling, which is a whole nother thing. Mm um i think something we we mentioned before we started recording this was you know counseling it's is seen as this like it's it's seen as something really really bad
1: yeah well you see it, i used to i mean i, I you know i i can i came from a position where i thought the same um and even in my first few sessions i still had that same idea of it that what you know why am i here why is someone else going to tell me how i how i should think or how how i feel yeah um you know and and there's also a stigma associated with it, with it that for me anyway, you've got to be absolutely fucked or absolutely mental or absolutely something really really wrong for you to want to step into counseling and, and talk to someone about your issues yeah um but it's it's absolutely boxed it's not it's, that's not true in the slightest you know i still I, you know thinking back to before before I even had all these um previous mental health sort of uh you know issues. I used to think that mental health was a, was, wasn't real. I used to think that depression wasn't a thing because if I can control my own brain and I, I think about, I think how I think and I control how happy I am, yeah. how, how does it, how does it, how does it, where does it come from? How does it work? You know, and until you're in it, until you've experienced it, you've no idea. And that's the exact same scenario with counseling. You know, until you've sat down in a chair and tried with whoever this person is in front of you, um, you don't know. You know, the first time you jump on a it's a stupid example to to to, to bring it back to bi- riding a bike. But the first time you jump on a bike, can you fucking ride it? No, you can't. First time you got swimming, can you ride it? No, you can't. First time you do anything, try and learn a new language, try and do whatever. You can't do it straight away. And if you can, then you you know, well done you. But it's exactly the same with your own mental health, it's exactly the same with your own emotions. You can't just expect to sit down one day. And figure everything out in a in a matter of minutes because it's not that sort of thing it's a journey isn't
0: it you know it's really hard because from from my perspective anyway it just thinking about that journey that you'd have to undertake that you you do have to undertake in order to get better that's quite a daunting thing terrifying And, and i've been i've been struggling with that recently like having to think about that journey in its entirety is like you say absolutely terrifying it's a hard thing to get your head around.
1: But um, there's a there's a there's a difference that I want to I want to present here. It's whether the choice of, in a year's time you can look back at this moment and say fucking hell look at look at what I achieved, yeah. or in a year's time your friends looking back saying fucking hell we wish we spoke spotted him, we wish we wish that we reached out, we wish he he tried, because once someone's made a decision from the end of this journey, where if it goes the wrong way, there's no coming back from it. You know sometimes, and this is the point of this statistic we've thrown out there. Someone, someone takes their own life, and in, what, what, there's not coming back. There's nothing you can do at that point. Yeah, uh, you know, it's it makes me absolutely heartbroken to think that people get to this point and can't pull themselves out. Um,
0: yeah.
1: God, I'm getting all emotional now, Jesus.
0: Nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's there's a quote that I want to I want to mention um, that is I don't know who said it, but it's lovely. I think it's a great quote. And it says, it encompasses it perfectly. It says, you know, I've got bad news for you. And the bad news is that it's going to take every single thing you've got to get through this. However, the good news is it's not going to take anything more. Oh and as scary as that might be, it's also something that is really important because, it, like you said, it's not going to happen straight away. It's not going to suddenly be like, oh, yeah, I had to think about it for five minutes and now I'm fine. It's just not hmm. happen. You have to take the time to break it down. And, you know, either put yourself into um, into a, a kind of cycle of of counselling, trying to get, trying to talk to someone and open up about that. But even if it's as small as talking to to a friend, a bit like Kurt did. So, from this perspective, you know, if if someone is struggling and they think that talking to a complete stranger isn't what they want to want to do yet, because I totally understand that, um, I just want to let you know that there are other avenues so just in terms of this podcast you can message either myself or Kurt totally. both of us will be completely fine completely um welcoming happy. To, very happy to to, to talk about to you. Mm. just to get it just to get something off your chest even if it's as small as you know oh can I talk to you about this tiny little thing that happened today even if it's that, why so I don't care I just want to talk about it and if that helps you then I will talk to you for hours. I don't mind. I really don't. Mind. The
1: best thing, as well, I mean, obviously, we've jumped a few steps here, but the best thing for 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 me, as well, was having to, someone to listen. You know, and and it, in these moments where someone does need to talk to you, and, and if someone rings you up and says, "I'm fucking feeling awful, I, I can't understand what's happening," the the point at this point is not to question them and challenge them, and and and, and sort of almost try and understand it further from your perspective. It's to listen. It's to sit there and say, "I, I, you know, I appreciate what you're saying. You, you know, can I can I hear some more? Can I listen to you some more?" So, yeah. you know, that person can then dump everything and get it all out. I, it was, it's what a, you know, like like linking back to what you said before, talking to a randomer is very difficult. Um, you've got no connection to this person. Yeah. But I, on the flip side of things, I really did struggle talking to people I knew or people that I loved when I was in my worst position because I, you know. Again, you are back to this vulnerable nature, this back to this embarrassed sort of mentality of I can't, I can't show this person how bad things are. I can't tell this person that I don't really, I'm not really one hundred percent sure whether I want to be here anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: Because um, how do you tell someone that you love that? Yeah,
0: exactly. I know what you mean. You
1: know, and, yeah, and yeah. it's odd. It's odd because I, wait, I'm going to touch on it in a in a minute because it's one of the methods that I used throughout all this journey was really sort of reflecting on how it would dev- devastate. My family, my friends—how much, how much damage I'd cause if I made that decision? Yeah, I know, and it almost—I know it's really—it's it's kind of stupid because it's not. I'm not thinking about myself here, but I've taken it out of my own control. Then I've almost taken it out of—well, well, it's not just my decision, is it? Um, you know, I think the 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 actual there's a a campaign called Calms Project eighty eighty four Calms Campaign Project eighty four. Which is actually all about that, um, which is a, a a big thing that I sort of looked at and researched throughout my um, little journey with it all. But I guess I'll, I'll start. Let's go back to jump back to the to the cancer aspect of things because I got when I, when my my sister first pointed it out and first sort of brought it to light that I really wasn't okay. She sent me to a website, um, BACP. Uh, I'm not really sure what it stands for. Can I imagine it's some sort of um, British you know. Association of counselling practitioners i met well done I don't know if it is but that's that's, <laughs> that's that okay. right. that just, good so I have no idea <laughs> um so so you, I went on there went through a few little like you know yes no things and then just put my postcode in and it brought up a a, a, a variety of um practitioners that were nearby or counsellors that were nearby um to my sort of home and it really went into detail about these people which said the name their age and all their experience what they've done what specific type of therapy they've trained in. Um so you can you can really make it personal about yourself. And the, and the I I think I also wanted to mention is that it's very unlikely um that you'll feel comfortable straight away. Um I didn't at all. I in fact for the first four to six sessions I really thought I was wasting my time and my own money. Um I was getting there, I was I wasn't really sort of talking about anything. I was wishy washy. I jumped from one topic to the next, blaming each one for how I felt. And it never made sense um, until it kind of clicked. And I kind of clicked with this lady. And I just started really appreciating what she's saying and what she's trying to do rather than try to take control myself. If, if that makes sense. I, it, I, there was still all this, all this sort of man up issue that I kept carrying into the session of, I can't go in and I can't cry in front of this woman. I you know, i I look like a, I look like an idiot. I look like a, There's something wrong with me, but there is something wrong with you, Kurt. You know, that's why you're here. Yeah. It's it's, it's a it's a difficult one, and so so I spent you know, a variety of sessions sessions with, um, my counsellors have actually got in back in touch with really me now after all this shit with, with coronavirus and all the world you know going to shit. Um, just just to, you know, keep myself back in check and make sure I'm alright because I've you know like I said up and down roller coasters as of late. Yeah. Um, but the the like I said, linking back to the original, this the the first bit of this um, podcast, the the coping mechanisms that I've developed from this ses- these sessions with it are now fantastic. Like I can go into a lot of situations and still feel okay, even when I am not alright, because of how how much I've done and how much I've ventured into it. Because as soon as I recognise that right, there's an emotion there. Let's think on that. What what's that all about? Why am I feeling that? Actually think about it. I can bring it back into a, a manageable situation quite, quite quickly and quite well. Yeah, yeah I um,
0: So do you want to, do you want to kind of go into a bit more about the coping mechanisms that you've found?
1: well, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. So I initially started off uh, obviously with counseling and you sat there in a room where she's asking you about your own emotions, what you're feeling, what you're thinking about. And, at the end of every session, she's, she always advised me to sit at home and reflect on it. Um, and, and that, that itself reflection, self awarity and, and taking time to sort of think about your own, your own interactions and emotions throughout the day is something that I really, really do, do hold as a, you know, as a, as a quintessential point of always come to sort of thing that helps me understand my own emotions. So I take the time at the end of the day or I take the, when I have these moments. So for example, the other week I lost my head at work and it's nothing to do with the work. Now I've, now I've realized I've looked back at it, nothing to do with the work, nothing to do with the person that I spoke to, the person that I've kicked off, off at it's because I was just feeling shit and I was feeling bad about, you know, the, the, the current climate, the current situations I've, I've had issues with, you know, little, little bits. So self-reflection and reflection time is one of the massive sort of the, the, the biggest things for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, again communication i'm i'm probably one of the most openly um you know communicative dudes about his emotions uh, i know anyway. um you know if you ask me how i'm feeling i'm not going to bullshit you i'm going to tell you um and, the, I, and if you ask me why or you ask me you trying you're trying to to explain it i'm fully happy to do that yeah which again it's something that's very difficult it's not easy to do that and it's not easy to be okay about communicating your emotions but once you start doing it and once you start doing it with certain people, you're not only helping yourself, but you're helping them. They understand how to communicate these issues to other people and they start to understand how to communicate their own issues. Yeah. Which really, uh, really helped meditation. Uh, and I'll, although it does work differently and we've talked about this in the past, me and you, and we, we you know, about meditation, it yeah. works differently for different people. I, I don't do it in the sense of I'll sit down and I'll, ignore everything else in the world um i'll still be i'll still have these thoughts in my head and they'll still be coming through but i ha- it's it's almost a time for me to sort of you know when you look at frequency um noise frequencies and the you know the little wires and going up and down like a heartbeat uh, heart monitor thing yeah. boop, boop 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 it gets to the point where mine's like flat when i'm meditating when i'm thinking about it and by meditating i don't say i, I don't think i'm you know i don't mean i'm sitting on on my yeah, so my hand's in a little on position and, and I'm, um, you know, ringing chimes around. I literally walk down to the nearest river that's near my house. And I just sit down and, and listen to the stream.
0: Yeah.
1: That's all so I do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, those few, those few sort of little mechanisms, um, reflections, so sort of the biggest one for me. Yeah. That's yeah. the most useful. Okay, that's
0: really interesting. I think, um, like I mentioned, there's a bit of a, a difference, I think, between, a bit, uh, well, there's a bit of a difference between yourself and me in terms of meditation. And I think that's a really interesting point to pick up on because it shows that everyone has mental health, but everyone has a different version of it. Hmm. So something like we mentioned earlier, if you, if you're not comfortable talking to family members or friends, because like you say, you know, you'd feel, I totally understand this because you would know, feel embarrassed. It's there's not a nice feeling to tell someone that, that you love that you are struggling because you want to appear strong to them. You feel ashamed. You yeah. feel
1: that you're disappointing people, don't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, so some people might find that going to talk to a complete stranger is actually fine because they don't have any connection to you. So you can just kind of unload on this random person. So I totally understand that as well. But at the same time, you know, everyone's going to be different. So everyone's going to have different perspectives and different ways of, of things working. So what I encourage you to do if you're listening is to try the different things and see what works for you yeah so in terms of meditation again there's a this is a bloody minefield there's a stigma around meditation because everyone thinks you're a fucking hippie when <laughs> I mean, you smoke weed you wear these long
1: things you... i mean i do all the all those things so yeah i mean i am you know if you're stereotypically, i'm probably a fucking hippie but um you know I, I didn't meditate before i was trying to venture into mental health but yeah yeah it's the same you know it's it's one of those isn't it we've, we we Everything we're talking about today, there's, there's sadly a stigma associated that, that's, yeah. that's hard to get around. But you've just got to, you know, if you want to help yourself, yeah. you've got to ignore these people. You've got to, you know, you've got to ignore these, the same people that right now are, are you know, are, are, are causing issues all around the world, smashing things to shit because they're just idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's quite
0: interesting because you know you, you mentioned. I really liked um, when we previously chatted about meditation,
1: I really liked the whole motorway thing you talked about. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's such a good uh, um Again, another one of these analogies that I use that's very visual. Um, it's from the Headspace app, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So from the – I was watching – I tend to spend a lot of time watching, you know, bullshit YouTube videos. In fact, Minecraft is – I don't even play the game, but I watch people <laughs> build these big crazy, um, big, crazy, you know, things just because it's so creative. It's so cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm watching this sort of stuff. Back you know last year when I'm when I'm not feeling great and this Headspace that pops up, Um, and obviously your phone listens to you because now it's talking about fucking forex trading. Because apparently you know apparently talks to people about that like oh what's all this shit? Can you actually make money about that I'll do it? So now it's popping up everywhere. But back in the day it was about mental health and I was talking to my mates about it and stuff and Headspace started popping up on my YouTube and they use this analogy of your thoughts are like um, you know your mind's like a motorway and and your thoughts race from left to right on both sides of the road and you can't really control how fast the cars are going because, you know, the cars are driving themselves, whatever, whatever. And each car that goes past is a thought or a, or a or an emotion or a memory or whatever. Um, the thing that it taught me and the thing that the example that Headspace gave was you are in control of these, um, of this motorway. It's yours. You've built it. You're the person that sat on the sideway that goes... Okay, that car there. I'm just gonna jump in it. And you jump in the car, you know, that is the thought or the emotion or whatever, and you ride in this car for as long as you physically want to before you get out again. You know the, you don't have to get in this car. This car doesn't have to then start swerving, doing backflips and causing car accidents in this middle of this road, which is often how you know how things can feel when you start thinking about your own emotions or your own issues. It can become a car wreck.
0: 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But you know, just just visualizing and seeing this. This um, headspace example, and then using the app for a while and, and, and sort of paying for the subscription and having a go at it, it really sort of worked for me. I knew I'd, I'd, end up, I'd end up closing my eyes and and sitting in these, you know, sometimes in these meditation spots, sometimes where I'm just reflecting and thinking about an, an emotion that's really fucking hard, really hard for me to do. And I'd still do it now, where I'll, I'll be on a topic and I'll be sat there welling up and I'll be sat there losing my mind. And then I just metaphorically in my own head step out of this car. And the car fucks off and I don't think about it anymore. And it's a really good skill that I've sort of managed to pull out of this um, at the end of it anyway, towards the end of the the small journey.
0: Yeah. I guess I guess we should exp- – I'll try and expand a little bit on the differences because I remember you said before when we were talking, for you, when you go sit by the river, that motorway, kind of all the cars stop. There are no yeah. – So you go sit by the river and you hear the noise of the water. There are no more cars going through that motorway. Yeah. Um, whereas for me there's kind of two ways i do it if i'm if i'm running then it's a sort of it will be a case of a lot of the cars just kind of disappear but if i'm genuinely trying to meditate i will just sit down um close my eyes and i will just let the thoughts take me so i will i will be sat on kind of i guess the the way i think about it is i'll be stood in the motorway in the middle of it and i'd just be waiting for a car and i'd be thinking about stuff and i'd just jump from car to car and let it just kind of follow down a rabbit hole and then I kind of come out of it. And a lot of the time I just feel so much better having just thought about anything I want to. Because often as well, in terms of increasing self-awareness, a lot of the time when I or at least I found anyway, when I was meditating, and I was just letting my thoughts take me wherever they wanted. They would take me to something that was important and that I needed to work on. Yeah. So so for you, in terms of like the the meditation type of thing. You find it really helpful to sit and just let all the cars stop and drift away,
1: yeah, that was my like off time really
0: yeah um,
1: because I, because of the way that I sort of think and the way that i'm i'm very so i'm very very emotionally driven anyway, yeah. so on a natural basis, I'll be constantly thinking about what it means or what this emotion is and why I'm feeling it or, or the thought or that you know going down this rabbit hole i'm 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 personally constantly on that sort of thing, so if you say something to me now that I'm like whoa what does that mean?" <laughs> I'll still be thinking about that, you know, later on until I've done a reflection point where I've learned like, well, actually, you know, why am I upset about that? What is it? What specifically is it that I've, that, that's bothered me there? Um,
0: yeah.
1: And then that's when I'm I'm good. If I sat down and tried to meditate on the topic, I'd just forget about it.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. It just kind of goes then um, once you've dealt with it. But I mean, another another aspect of my journey was actually I actually started taking antidepressants Um because of you know when I, when I first got to this point where I was like fucking hell and you know again that question of do I want to be here not sure of the answer, um I thought fuck right you know I'll I'll, I'll try antidepressants I'll see what, see what it's all about, um it was actually advised by my counselor to try it because of the things that you know we, we discussed and whatever, <clears throat> which um was actually quite a negative experience for me personally. I Didn't you? know, It wasn't that a, i mean, it wasn't negative as in you know I had side effects. So I you know I, I felt. Like, you know, things weren't working. Um they, they did actually work, you know, they made me stop feeling so mental all the time. But it also took away the the ability to reflect and the sort of the ability to understand myself. I, I don't know, it was weird. Like I, I ended up getting to a point where I'd go out to the pub and I wouldn't want to be there because i was just not I'm not feeling anything. Um yeah. it wasn't whether I was happy or sad or anything, I just wasn't I wasn't emotive. Um which is so strange for me to feel like I was it was it was absolutely nuts to sort of have an off switch um, that I didn't control, but a tablet did. That is crazy. So I, I, ended, up, I ended up absolutely not, uh, sort of just stopped, stopping taking them. And, you know, I went back to my GPS, I two. to him, you know, that, that, it's not working for me. You know, I, while, while I still feel nuts and I still feel a bit vulnerable, um, I can't keep taking these tablets because it's, it's taking me the other way. It's taking me to a direction where I'm, I don't care anymore. I just sit there and I'm like, oh, well, nothing's fun now, right, nothing's nothing's sad, nothing's fun, nothing's nothing um, yeah. it was it was such a strange such strange thing, but obviously that works and doesn't work for for different people um, and then as as I went through more of my counselling sessions, I sort of I started, well, I actually just started trusting her I just started just really sort of investing my time and my emotion into her yeah. and saying, right, she's clearly not here just to take my money because when I don't want to come, she's not chasing me up, when I don't want to be there she's not you know probing me or making me say something she doesn't give a shit if i you know show up or not she gives a shit whether i'm here or not
0: yeah
1: which is fantastic like it's great to sort of feel like someone you don't know actually cares about you so much because you really do at the end of the day like you know they, there's a reason they've gone through this training. there's a reason they've tried to be in this profession it's because they feel like they can help people yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: so just let them just let them try you know you just got to let them try it's, it's it's a nuts one you know it's it's a, it's a it's a journey that everyone will sort of face differently and, and you know as soon as i started doing this thing of of communicating and talking to people i realized that and all these different hallway doors that have been smashed off just helped me further and helped me really understand that okay well i'm not alone okay i'm not i'm not mental i'm not there's not something seriously wrong with me i'm just struggling yeah. and i just need some help and and you know, if they, if, at the end, if, they, if at the end of this podcast someone's listening to this and been like, you know, they're, they're talking shit, all you've got to do is try it. All you've got to do is give it one go. Yeah. If you think it's bollocks then you think it's bollocks, it doesn't work for you, and you'll eventually try the method that does if you keep trying. But if you get to the end of this and you think, wow, like, okay, well, I've never thought about it this way. I've never thought, or even just, you know, I've never openly talked about counselling before to yeah. someone. Um Try it. Come, so much. You know, message me, message Nat. We'll, 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 we'll try and talk about something to do, to do with it. But the key thing is, is just having someone to listen. Like, it was so, so important for me. You know, my housemates at the time, Dan and Jamie, were were always there to talk to me when I needed to. Yeah. You know, and I felt nuts sometimes. My friend Scott used to come round. I'd speak to him about things. he put it in a perspective of a completely different perspective because it's not the way that I thought, which was just really useful um, all the time. You know, it's. Self-reflection is a is a is a key, you know, a key quality that I think a lot of us should do. And I think honestly, I think counselling should be mandatory. I think everyone should have to do at least a few sessions between the age of maybe eighteen to twenty-five.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, I, and, and then I, I think that's an amazing thing to to push. And I, I it's so tough because I personally, for a long time, until you started talking about it, actually, um, I was of the mind that counselling was was for people that were you know, had genuinely serious issues and, and I was always like, oh yeah, but my, my mental health isn't isn't as serious as that, there's no, I, I shouldn't go to counselling for this because it's only... You,
1: you're putting yourself second aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I just, it's really, it's really odd, you know, I, I had a period of time where I wasn't, I used to be called, um, what well, I used to be known as the kid that was always like really smiley, like every situation i just smile.
1: Well, yeah, you always are and that's, that's the image I've got of you.
0: Oh, that's lovely, thanks. Um, but then... But before that point, before I came to uni, I spent about what, three years probably not being that person. I, I was. I, I noticed in myself that I was just not smiling anymore. I wasn't. Not I just wasn't that happy, you know. I just wasn't. I, I wasn't on antidepressants, like your experience. But that's kind of what I related to because I was like, I didn't really feel anything. I wasn't. I wasn't overly sad, but I definitely wasn't as happy as I could have been, sort of thing. And I don't know what that was. And I think maybe some people listening uh, probably think that they have. A mental health issue, but they just don't know what it is. Um, because it, it can be really uncertain, you know, you just don't, sometimes you don't have that control to work out exactly what is the problem. And that's why um,
1: I, didn't, I didn't figure out anything until I went to these sessions. Yeah. Like the actual root reasons. Yeah. Like it's so difficult.
0: But the big point that I remember we talked about previously is that in your own head, things get built up and yeah. in a completely different direction. But as soon as you open up to one person, that's a different perspective that could totally flip the situation. Like zero to hundred, you've you've gone from being like this is hopeless. Someone's totally flipped your perspective, and you've gone, wow, that's wow, that's really helped. You know, that's totally yeah. different. that's exactly what I needed, sort of thing.
1: There's something key you mentioned that, that as well that where you were like, um, almost like, well, yeah, my mental health isn't bad enough to go to cancer. My mental health isn't 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 um bad enough. Is a wrong way to, to to present it. Really, it's not. There's not enough issues is for me to, to me, you know I'll, I'll feel stupid yeah it's yeah. not the case and you know, it's really not the case because again we get back to the example of if i meditate and you meditate it's different every fucking person on this planet is is somewhat different to the, to the next yeah you know and you might experience things the same way you might experience things similar to how your friends do or other people do but that does not mean that it's not worth you know someone's time or your own time and, it, and you know every scenario is different, isn't it? So you can't compare them. Well, and, and it could be that someone's had a really bad upbringing, really, really, really horrific um, yeah. things that have happened to them. But it could still affect, you know, you could still get to, this, to, a, to a similar stage mental health-wise from a different, from a different thing. You know, I, I wasn't, I have had any absolutely awful, um, you know, traumatizing things happen to me, but I got to a point where I wasn't sure whether I wanted to be here anymore. Because yeah. of other aspects of my life, because of you know things to do with my family, my relationships, how I communicated, and how I managed myself wasn't working. It was it was putting me in a position where I didn't, you know, I couldn't function anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, American football is a good example for me because I'd, I'd go into that and I'd I'd use that as an out to absolutely let everything out. Yeah. All emotions. So I'd get, you know, I'd put my helmet on and I'd become one of the most aggressive people I've ever you know I've ever experienced. Yeah. I'd I'd take my arm off at the end of the day, at the end of the session, I'd be either so emotional that I'd be crying or so emotional jumping around everywhere. I'd be, you know, I'd be completely sensible and respectful when we're going through the, the, the line and let every single emotion out in that scenario.
0: Yeah.
1: And hence why I guess we've brought it up now is because a lot of people, a lot of people's other coping mechanisms like exercise and like, you know, um, twatting things, you know, doing do fighting or, or, yeah. or a contact sport has been taken away from you somewhat.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So you know, I guess the 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 to, to get around all the waffling that we've done and all the all the, the sort of back and forth, the point is that outside of your normal coping mechanisms, you need internal ones that you understand and that you can control. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know you know, I, I really think that if anyone has an issue or has a, any sort of mental health issues, the first point of call they should look at is counselling and, and, and as as stupid as it might seem, and as, as many people might say, "Oh, he's talking shit here." Um, I'm, I'm I'm only telling you from experience. I'm only saying it to you from a, a perspective of I went through that. I've come out the other end, feeling so much more confident about my own emotions, so yeah. much more in tune with myself. And you know, like I say, I'm still not there yet. I'm still there's still a lot of things that I'm dealing with. There's still up and down, da- ups and downs. But there's still that sort of real sense of accomplishment behind me that where I'm like, well, you know, I've, look where you've come from. Yeah. you know i didn't give any like like the example you said it'll take everything you've got but you don't have to give anything more i gave everything i had you know i don't have to keep giving anything more because there's never a time i'm gonna have to push past that point again because yeah. i've realized where it was i've got to that ceiling and everything's below it now
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah i love that that's amazing that's really good and i think some people thinking even if because that stigma is very strong with counseling at least in my head so yeah. I think even if people are still saying, oh, yeah, but my issue isn't serious enough. Like, I just feel sad sometimes. then in that case, please talk to either myself, Kurt, or someone, you know, whether whether that's an outside person or someone in your family or just a friend. Um, please, I encourage you to do that so, so much, because I think it's the support network. With with this whole coronavirus thing, we've lost our support networks because we can't go and see. Sometimes we can't go and see our family and sometimes well, we definitely can't go and see our friends. And that sort of thing is really hard because if you rely a bit like with the team sports, like you said, you know, you relied on American football for that outlet. Yeah. If someone else is in a similar situation to you right now, they haven't played a game in like four months. So how can you, you know, someone in that situation is going to be really struggling to find a way because the gyms are closed. So you can't find a punching bag in the gym or you can't squat heavy. You can't kind of let the outlet there. And if you're not into running or cycling or some sort of outdoor sport, which I totally understand, then it, it must be really tough. And support networks are really, really important. I think that's probably why the coronavirus has been so hard on people, because that has just been ripped away from you.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, at the end of the day, we're in a, we're in a you know, as much as I agree with, you, with your statement there, there's also the aspect of we're in a day and age now where people at your, are at your fingertips. I could talk to someone from New Zealand, yeah. Canada, anywhere in the world right now if i wanted to as long as they're awake <laughs> um, and and you know so this this support network hasn't in some ways yes it is it has depleted it's diminished you know somewhat because you can't physically go to someone i'm a very tactile person i'd, I'd love a hug um you know when i feel bad especially so that that is taken away from you but i realized especially during this period that I am the only person that stops me from communicating with with someone.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not no one else. You know, and, and, and fair enough. If you do mess some some people, and they're like I don't really want to talk about it. I don't really want to talk to you. Then fair enough. They're not they're not that support network person that you need. You yeah. know, you move on to someone else. Try someone else. But you know, there's no excuse right now. There's no excuse other than I don't want to. Yeah. Um. And it's that it's you know that's the first step of of this journey. It's it's first of all wanting to to sort to, to fix you. Fix yourself is the, is the is the such a shit way of putting it putting it out there. But wanting to make a difference, wanting something to change,
0: yeah,
1: you've gotta do you've got to want to do it initially. And then you've got to try. Because you know, as much as it's difficult being, you know, being down and being down and out and and never really feeling good about it, and they keep having these same examples coming up of fucking hell, this is it's here and again. You know, this is it's happening again.
0: Yeah.
1: If you're not trying, it's always gonna come back. If you're not if you're not at least I mean, if you don't want to do it then there's no point in even having this conversation in the first place you've got to want to to to, to, for things to change
0: yeah that's the thing it only takes a small step because like we said before just thinking about that can be extremely daunting but it just takes a small step it takes like a five second message of hey that's three letters it really really is that simple but like you i want to emphasize it, it does start with you in terms of like you have to want to to send
1: that message in order to get better, in order to change. Totally. Hey, can I talk to you? Hey, I don't feel great. Yeah. That's it. You know, it doesn't have to be, uh, you don't even have to, you know, and, and, we, and we're talking about talking to people and we're talking about, you know, sharing these, these issues and you don't have to, you don't have to tell them everything. You don't have to go into detail. You know, you, you go as far as, as, as you, as you, as you need to. Um. But the point is, like you're saying, this, this support network is one of the most crucial things for 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 people, you know, for for humans, because you know we are at the end of the day we're a we're a we're a community species. We 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 thrive when we're with people, you know. We we have such strong emotional sort of understandings well, sort of all sorts emotions that we can love people. We can feel so emotional emotional to sort of strongly towards one person, yeah. that it, it you know, it's, and that's that's important. We've got to keep we've got to make sure we do that with lots of people and keep this strong network and strong support network between friends and between family. Because realistically to me, like if you, if, if I'm your friend now and I cannot speak to you about how I feel or I can't come to you and you can't do the same to me, I, I don't really think we're, we're, we're a massive, you know, that's not a, that's not a true friendship for me. I agree. You know, yeah. we're, we're more of an acquaintance. It's more of someone I know. And you're, know, as I pass down the hallway, it's like, all right, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, but you've got to, its just—it's just crucial, isn't it? Like you said, the the support network is the is the most important thing, especially right now where we're in a situation where we can't really physically see people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, that's 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 the, you know, just 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 trying and wanting to do it in the first place is the is the sort of the start off
0: in it. Yeah, I mean, it could be literally be as simple as writing down three things on a piece of paper that you want to improve. Oh yeah. man, I didn't even. I did, that's a, that's a, another
1: one of the coping mechanisms that I used. I, oh, yeah. I bought myself an A4 piece of paper with two hundred pages in it, nice. and whenever I got into a point where I felt nuts or I felt so emotional, I'd, I'd go into this book and I'd just write down exactly what it is. I'd often be swear words. It'd be I'd, be I'd be I'd be like cursing the fucking ground that someone walks on. I'd be you know wishing bad things upon people and 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 talking about such horrible things. But it's gone then. It's out my head. And I didn't read this ever again. I actually burnt the entire book when I'd finished with it because oh, it almost it almost wrecked it. You know, it it it, um, it it became sort of a just a dumping ground for me. It yeah. was it was really weird. That was another one. Yeah, I, I can't remember. If I forgot about that. That's a, It was one of the sort of the best things that I used because I, I used to come home after my counseling sessions and feel fucked. So I'd yeah. write stuff down, and then I'd that the the nasty stuff and the horrible stuff had gone. And then I'd, when, I'd, when I came back to these reflection times, I only thought oh, about the emotions and the things that I felt and what was actually said and why I felt that way rather than the actual feeling that I had at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can be so powerful. It can be so, so powerful. And I think that's another option um, for someone listening that doesn't, because the whole talking thing in the first place, like you mentioned at the very start, being vulnerable is hard. So to opening up to someone might be a step too far, and that's fair enough. But if you do like Kurt did and just write down in a book how you feel, and you don't you don't have to go back to it if you don't want to, you then control that book. You know you can lock it away so no one ever sees it. Um, you know there's that sort of thing of like you, no one will ever hear that, so you can write whatever you want. And then if you want to go down Kurt's route and just burn it completely to symbolise <laughs> over it, then I yeah, totally let, me it. That. let me know I'll come with you and I'll burn it. Put more. <laughs> more. Um, but it really is so so powerful so if, if you are if you struggle with that whole concept of verbalizing how you feel then maybe you just write it down
1: you know yeah so i mean to to, to i mean, we probably don't have to talk too much more on the topic to answer mate but you know we've, we've we've had a good hour here, yeah. and it's it's difficult because people people listen to it i can guarantee you'll be like what the fuck are you on about you know what <laughs> what are you talking about the point is that you know today hasn't been about me or not being gurus or understanding mental health properly or being in a position where we can we can talk to you and and we can comfortably help you it's it's literally just two people communicating about the topic that's very difficult for someone to communicate about you know and and sharing my example um if it's helped at all with anyone even just you know as, as a point of oh well I didn't consider that and you know I might consider talking to someone else or, or messaging someone or messaging this one person or going and looking at counseling or even just trying antidepressants because things are a bit much right now
0: yeah
1: if it's just open one person's sort of you know horizon to sort of see a little bit more of an angle that's fantastic you know one of those doors in the hallways kicked off
0: yeah
1: um you know we do apologize <laughs> we do apologize if anyone's took offense by anything or feels that like we talked a lot of shit Cool. We likely have. I do talk a lot of shit on 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 a, on a regular basis,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. but it's it's
1: important that we, we you know we we talk about this sort of stuff, and especially as as um as people who identify as who as people who identify as males, yeah. right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's tough because I think something you mentioned over text was, you know, we just we don't want hopefully people to listen to this and go, you know, I'm not alone. That other people oh, think this and yeah. their way out ways out of it, you know.
1: The last, you know, and the thing, the thing, you know, the take-home message as well, if, if you can't do all this for yourself and you can't think about it from a perspective of, well, can I really do this? Do I want to do this? Then try and use the example that really forced me into it. Um, You know, that when I, my sister first asked me that question of, do you actually want to be here anymore? And I didn't have the answer. What she did to me, she said, I, I don't mean to do this I, I horribly, Kurt, but if you you know you've got to you've got to think about what the fuck's going on right now because if you ever left me, I'd never forgive you. You'd ruin it'd be, my life; would be ruined.
0: Yeah.
1: You know my my little but she she had, I'm getting fucking emotional now thinking about this. Um, my little boy and she's got two little boys now. My little boys will grow up without, without their uncle Kurt. Fuck, yeah. you know. Um, and that really you know even now it, it sends sends me into a properly emotional state. Like one decision that I made. Ruins my loved one's life, and 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 I'm not trying to say that I'm you know I'm important to a lot of people, but all these friends and all these people that I've met over the years will think about it. And you know, and from the example of, of flip reverse it with you, if it was you. I'd fucking I'd be devastated, mate. All these people that I love and know over my life, whether they're friends or family, I'd be absolutely heartbroken because you know, if I've got through it and I've managed to do it, then everyone should be able to, and everyone can at least try and, and, and get there and if it's not for yourself think about the devastation you leave behind and you know not, not everyone's going to be in a position where they have all their family around You know, you know or they have people that they're really close to but yeah. think about the family you've made over the years you know I've, I've never had brothers personally so every time I go somewhere I make my own brothers yeah 100%. you guys from, you know from football my mates from home think about the connections you've made over the years and how devastated those people might be without you around you know even if it's a case of i haven't spoken to you for a few years i'd you know you you still played a key part in this person's life so reach out to them you know think about them think about who it is and 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 why you think it upset them so much um if yeah. it can't be for yourself
0: yeah i mean something that resonated with me there that i think is a good point to kind of finish on is that you know i don't, i don't know we we don't know what other people are thinking so as much as it extends to like the immediate family, like you say, if you if you went down that road and took your life, you would you would never know how important you really are to me. So that's never that's oh mate, I hate that. I you'll yeah, never know. That thought is horrific, truly, truly horrific.
1: And there's one way to really truly find out how much you mean to someone is to open it up to them and to talk to them about it because you will realise that as soon as you do that. All these people that are in your life, all their problems no, no, no longer matter. You're then, you're then put, uh, you know. I, I know for a fact that if, if one of my friends came to me in, in a position where they were really bad and they actually properly opened up to me and wanted to speak to me about it, that my problems would be put to one side, you know. I'd, I'd be speaking to you, I'd, I'd be taking my because I, I, we care about each other, we love each other, you know, back to that point before, we don't make connections in this world for them to just be fucking mediocre and, and, and uh, you know, passing. We, we we're part of a of a of an evolutionary track that's part of you know it's ingrained in us to be in a community and to be together and to to live with, with other people and to love and all this sort of stuff. You'll never you know that's a that's a, such a good thing to end on is you'll never know how, impo- how important you are to someone if you if first of all you, you make that decision and if you don't you don't ask right? if you don't reach out
0: yeah yeah hundred percent a thousand percent two million percent totally agree.
1: And, and and as a as a final concluding thing as well, you know, to to, the, to talk about the thing that you mentioned earlier today, um, you know, if you don't have that that knowledge, you don't have someone to speak to in you in your immediate circles or in your family, message me and that message one of the two of us. Just say hi. Heard you f- heard the podcast. Wanted if you you some time, and you, you know you you'll be surprised how soon I, I reply to you. Oh yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You will be. Okay. Um. Well. That deep
1: wishy-washy lots <laughs> of lots of lots of things on um, but you know hopefully people have, have, have uh, appreciated the appreciate that I've kind of in a you know in, in a small aspect in the hope that I can help someone else um realise that you know we all do fucking care about you man yeah. we do
0: so so true okay I hope everyone Stays curious and has something to think about. There, all right. Just before we finish, um, <clears throat> I'm just going to run through um a quick list of different organisations that you can um contact if you're ever feeling really down. Um, you know, if you're in a bit of a crisis and need to talk to someone. Um, like right that second, um, there are lots of helplines and stuff. Um, that won't judge and will hopefully help you kind of make sense of what's happening. Um. So, um, let's start with the first one. That is Samaritans. Um. So with Samaritans, you can contact them about anything that's upsetting you. Um. They're twenty four hours a day, three hundred sixty five days a year, and the number for them is 116123 and like I say, that's free from any phone. Um. You can also email, um, or even visit some branches in person. Um. There's also a Welsh language line as well. Uh, so the next one is Sane Line. Uh, now, if you're experiencing a mental health problem or supporting someone else, you can call Sane Line, and their number is 0300 304 7333. Um, and that is from 4.30pm to 10.30pm every day. You can contact them. Uh, now, if you're under 25, you can contact The Mix. The Mix um, are on... 0808 808 4994 Um, from Sunday to Friday 2pm to 11pm you can contact them Uh, you can also do it via email or you can use text messenger service if you don't want to actually physically talk to anyone Um, okay next up we have Papyrus Hopeline UK if you're under 35 and struggling with suicidal feelings or concerned about a young person who might be struggling um, you can call them on 0800 068 4141 uh, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., weekends, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. and bank holidays, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Or you can email them or text as well. Um, right. So next one is campaign against living miserably, uh, which is someone if you identify as male, you can call them. Uh that's number is 0800 58 585858 That's 5 p.m. to midnight every single day, or they've got a web chat service as well. Um if you're a student listening and you're struggling, you can contact someone called Nightline. Um now Nightline are for uh, uni or college offers, a nighttime listening service, all that sort of thing. Um all the nightline phone operators are all students as well, so they they will understand, have a better understanding of what you're going on. Um Okay, for the LGBTQ plus community, you have something called Switchboard. Now on Switchboard, you can call them on 0300 330 0630. Uh, that's from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day. Or they've got a web chat service and you can email someone as well. Um, and all the phone operators identify as LGBTQ plus. So they will um, hopefully have a better understanding as well. Um, now, I know a lot of people um, that listen to this um used to go to Bangor do go to Bangor live in Wales that sort of thing so if you live in Wales specifically you can call um, someone called the community advice and listening line or call um, and they are 0800 123 737 Uh, they're open 24 7 or you can text help followed by a question to 81066 Um, and yeah I mean I found all of this information on mind.org.uk so I hope that helps and for anyone else that's kind of wondering where I found that info it's mined um, there's also ones for the NHS as well so definitely go and check those out if you need all right cool um, oh actually one last one there's one called shout as well give us a shout.org um, if you're anxious worried stressed um, anything like that or in a crisis you get 24/ 7 free help um, on this text line the text line is uh, 85258 simple as that just text them and they'll get back to you I uh, hope that helps and I hope everyone enjoyed the episode thanks very much for listening